Welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be discussing the latest in the second uh, half of Series 7 of Doctor Who, Hyde. Uh, but first, some news. And, uh, well, as we recorded our news uh, early last week, or it's actually the week before, really, uh, we didn't give you... I don't know this is all that the people tune in for to this show. It's ratings. Well, I mean, and we kick it off with that as well, because it's so important. <laughs> it is important. You know, so... Maybe we should leave this to the end, that people have to listen to all everything. Yeah. Until maybe. they get to the ratings. Might boost, <laughs> might boost the listening figures a bit, who knows. Uh, yes, now the official uh, figures for the Rings of Ackerton uh, were uh, released uh, after we recorded their news item last week. So that After got... we learned how to pronounce it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I've got it right this way. Even now I still want to go Akaton. It doesn't sound right, Ackerton, it really doesn't. But anyway... Um, Yes, it got a final rating of 7.45 million viewers, hmm. which is still respectable, I think. Yes, it's not exactly the the show is dead rumours, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah, we, I, we, we, we discussed this loads and loads of times before. Yeah. Overnights are nothing to go on. No. You know, people's viewing habits are completely changed. Um, yeah, so. Uh, but it actually made it the sixth highest rated show on BBC One uh, for that week. Yeah. So there you are. Now, uh, Cold War, the official audience figures still haven't been released yet, but it got an overnight uh, audience of 5.7 million viewers. Yeah. Which is, I think, on a par with The Rings of Ackerton, really, wasn't it? On its overnights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the, inter- the other interesting thing as well, it also got uh, an audience, audience appreciation index of 84, which is what's exactly the same, exactly the same as The Rings of Ackerton. Did uh, people actually bother to watch it? <laughs> Well, it's just like almost you do get a interest. Is this just these dull gone news that figures? They put the same figures again. They made a mistake. Well, it's actually quite interesting that the um, Dad's Army, uh, a forty-year-old sitcom, got an audience appreciation of eighty-nine. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Um, but I did see a sort of few comments during the week saying, you know, um, this was these audience appreciation index figures are basically a reason to start slagging off the program and slagging off its its program makers, etc., etc. Uh, I think what the, the big fact amongst all this is this audience appreciation index, a very, very small majority of the viewing audience actually takes part in this bloody rating. Yes. And it's not indicative of anything, is it? Exactly, yeah. Um, so it's not indicative of anything. No. Really, it really isn't. It's almost pointless. So you've got a very, very... I mean, I don't know any people actually take part. It's the same thing with the ratings as well. Yeah. You know, this overnight thing, it's, again, it's only down to the people who actually sort of take part in the uh, in this, uh, what's it, Barb, right? Is it, is it Barb that still do the ratings? I can't remember. I have no idea. Oh, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, so, well, I, th- I still think 84 is a good figure anyway. Yeah, although we didn't think so. <laughs> the Rings of Ackerton. No. No. Well, no, it was, that was poor though yeah but, I, mean, um, I think more actually a case of why is that why is that good 84 yeah. well that's just our opinion obviously it, obviously um actually we better go a bit 
bit careful when saying opinions don't matter to anybody because otherwise, why the boy are we bothering? I know, exactly. We just like the sound of our own voices. Our voices. That's <laughs> a... As our viewing listing figures justify. <laughs> now, I've heard just the fact that people use again using this, and Doctor Who fans as well, use this as an excuse to back, uh, you know, have a, a you know, bat of the show, which I think is no. not, you know, it's not, say, it, it's not reliable information, to be honest. No. And the fact is, Doctor Who, it, it's it's one of those things where not everybody likes the same episode. Precisely. Ah, now, okay, I'll, I'll just found a, a bit Which more... is one of its strengths in some as, ways. As we're talking, just found a bit more information. 5,000 people take part in this audience appreciation index score. Right. Out of how many million? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's It means nothing, really. Yeah, if you've got 7 million, 7.5 million people as your final figures, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right, okay. Now, we haven't got any um, overnight figures for Hire yet because they haven't been released as we're recording. Uh, but what do you, I reckon about the same, actually. Because, again, it was another nice evening. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's actually slightly less. Yeah. The only thing in its favour is it was on just slightly later. Mm. Which is another but... thing I think got people a little bit, um, a little bit wound up as well because... It's sort of more or less going up against Britain's Got uh, Talent. Yeah. There was like a 15-minute overlap or something. Um, and there was sort of accusations that uh, Danny Cohen was moving the around in the schedules just to get, boost the, the viewing figures for The Voice because because that would have gone up directly against Britain got, Britain's Got Talent or something. So I mean, Yeah, I mean, they have they have sort of pushed the voice back, haven't they, to try and avoid avoid it having to come up against it. Although they couldn't really do anything much this week about the Bahrain qualifying. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, ask them to do it a bit earlier, just so we can get Doctor Who on earlier, may not have worked. Probably not, probably not. So I haven't checked to see when um, the next episode is, is airing, actually, not next Saturday, but... Ah, well, never mind. Um, it's not. They've cancelled it. Cancelled it, yes. <laughs> now, um, actually, you remember saying, we were saying last week that we might have been a little bit, um, were we, out of out of step again with other podcasts? Yeah. Um, we were quite, well, I can put it, sort of rather generous in our praise of last week's episode. We just enjoyed it, didn't we? Yes. For, you know, um there was quite a lot of... We are simple men of simple we, pleasures. Obviously we are, obviously we are, because a lot of people did, while they liked it, they found a lot of fault with it. Yeah, mainly too formulaic as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, Which I can accept, yeah. I can accept that, but when you've got a, 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 an episode that lasts not even 45 minutes, I think the running time is about 41 minutes in total. Yeah. You can't pack a lot into that. No. You really can't, so um, you really have got a hit the ground running, which I think the episode did. Yeah. You know, but as I say, it's, that's just our take on it. Yeah. But we, again, we did seem to be a little bit out of step with everybody else. But, so that makes us unique, folks. It makes us unique. <laughs> I think I'm special, maybe. The word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for that. <laughs> yes, folks, we're very, very special. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, okay, enough of this. Ratings nonsense. Let's let's do some uh, some other news, shall we? Right, bit of DVD news. The Ice Warriors. This, this again. This was uh, re- this was announced after we recorded last week's news item. Yeah. Uh, the Ice Warriors DVD uh, that will be or it's scheduled for release on the twenty sixth of August for Region Two, twenty eighth of August for Region Four, but no announcement yet for Region One. 
No. Unless that's been released after I've looked at this news item. So, um, so not too long to wait. No. August bank holiday, that is, as well. Yes. Yeah, just in time to watch it. Um, now, I'll quickly go through what's on the discs. Now, on disc one special features, you've got commentary by Fraser Hines, Deborah Watlin, Sonny Coldenez, designer Jeremy Davis, and Graham's operator, Pat Hyam. Yeah. Um, on episodes one, four, five, and six. Uh, that's moderated by Toby Haydock. Uh, episode two commentary is made up of recordings or reading. It says recordings or readings of text written by Brian Howes, Derek Martinus, Martin Bell, Bernard Bressler, Peter Barkworth, Wendy Gifford, and Sylvia James. Yeah. Uh, and then commentary for episode three is, is by Michael Troughton. Hmm. That uh, sounds an interesting way of doing it, considering, yeah. obviously. They're limited in the amount of people, unfortunately, that are still alive. Exactly. Um, now the to share their views on it. Yeah. Now the special features with regards to documentaries and and so forth. Uh, you've got one called Cold Fusion, where the cast and crew take a look back at making the story. Uh, that actually features James Breslaw, son of Bernard Breslaw. All oh, right. Yeah. Then you've got a uh, ten-minute making of of how they did the animated episodes uh, called Beneath the Ice. Uh, you've got the V8, the original VHS links, which introduced the uh, sort of two the, missing episodes. The two missing episodes on the old uh, yeah. Ninety was it uh, nineteen ninety eight that was released. That's a VHS yeah. story. Uh, you've got something called Blue Peter Designer Monster, uh, which was from nineteen sixty seven. So this whole thing about that, that little kid designing the absorber off is nothing new, really, is it? No, <laughs> crikey. Um, Doctor Who stories. Which is a second part of an interview with Fraser Hines, which was shot in 2004. And the obligatory photo gallery, coming soon trailer, Radio Times listings, yeah, etc., etc. I'm very much looking forward to that one. Yeah. Be, yeah, it's just something new, isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. some memories of some episodes may not be, that I haven't watched for ages, may not be as strong as they were, but to actually get something well, I've, effectively I've, I've new. Actually, I've actually got no... Um, recollection of watching the Ice Warriors. No, they, they must I have haven't. shown them when you recorded them off of uh, UK Gold years ago. I don't know if they did though. I don't think they did any of the incomplete ones. I thought they. Did. I remember watching a couple of Trout ones which were incomplete. But right. maybe, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was, it was a different weekend or something, a special weekend yeah. or something like that. But missing episodes. Yeah, weekend they, or something. Yeah, because yeah. I remember they did that with a couple of Hartnell ones as well. Yeah. But to actually sit down and be able to actually watch the story all the way through, yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a real treat. Actually, I can't wait yeah. for that. I really can't. Right, okay, moving on. Um, this week it was announced Doctor Who at the Proms is back for this year. Yeah, it, it, it would have Hooray. been odd not to have done it, wouldn't it, for the fiftieth? Yeah, precisely. Uh, now that is on, I think it's on Saturday the thirteenth of July. Yes. In the evening, and I think they've got another one on the 14th of July in the morning. Yeah, well, that makes sense as yeah. well, doesn't it? Because So, um, now you can... The tickets don't actually go on sale for the prom season until the 11th of May. So, what you can do, though, is go onto the site and register your prom's plan, if you so wish. Which is what I've done. Right. So, I've... Um, what you can do, you can register on, on the... Uh, on the... the uh, do it for the Royal Albert Hall website... You can register your plan. So I think basically it's to speed up your booking process. So, you've, so I think the basis you've got it all sorted out. So when on the day when the tickets do go on sale, you just submit your plan. Yeah. But again, it's still no guarantee that you will get tickets though. No. 
it really is just first come first serve so it might be a uh, overloaded server that morning I've got a funny feeling I suspect so yeah so I, I of course <laughs> have provisionally booked a holiday yes you have <laughs> so so folks let, let, as, in, as in as in whenever there is anything I, I thought I'm pretty safe in July <laughs> yeah well there, there may there may be um there may be a spare ticket going for the proms folks if anyone's interested <laughs> If I, get tickets, I, mean, I, I can accept when I go away in April that I'm pretty much on thin ice as far as the fact that it could they could be showing an episode. Yeah, but something to be happening in July is quite. Well, I think I think what we should do if you can't go, Paul, I think we should. Um, if we're successful in getting tickets, which is this is the, that's the real hook here, uh, I think we should give the other ticket away as, as a competition prize. And yeah, it, sort of like spend an evening with the Hoosie podcast. <laughs> That's why I could just give away my holidays. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, a show will pick you up from your place of residence, take you for a slap-up grill for two. <laughs> as long as it's in Knightsbridge. As long as your place of residence is in Knightsbridge. Knightsbridge. If, you li- if you live next door to the Royal Abbott Hall, a, a, lim- a limousine will collect you. Take you, to- <laughs> take you to the nearest Angus Steakhouse for a slap-up slap up grill for two. <laughs> yes, Phil will wine and dine you. Yes, all yeah. evening, and then and then right at the end of the evening, yeah, yeah, whatever, and, le- <laughs> and leave you to get the to get the tube home. As I get into my <laughs> pick my, up the my, bill for the Angus Steakhouse, the Angus Steakhouse, and as I get climb into my gold Cadillac with mink line seating, there, there, there you go. That's a competition people can't re- refuse. <laughs> can't take part in all. <laughs> No, there will be no competition. <laughs> there will be no competition. Oh dear, you're, you're quite safe. You don't have to spend an evening in my company. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay. Now, other actually, other events um, we just discovered as well. There's coming up very soon, starting the end of this month. Actually, is the Sci-Fi London Festival, and on the fifth of May, there's a Doctor Who fifth anniversary talk and screening. Uh, which talks about the uh, Doctor Who in print. So at the moment it's been confirmed uh, you're going to have Paul Cornell, uh, J.T. Colgan, Terence Dix and Tommy... This I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Dombavand. Um, we're talking about the Doctor in uh, in written form. And you're also going to have uh, Andrew Cartmel, Scott Gray and artists Mark Buckingham and Adrian Salmon to talk about their um, strips for Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you can book tickets for that. It starts at 12.30pm on Sunday the 5th of May and you can um, book your tickets through uh, the sci London.com website. Yeah, and they're talking about there being the screening of Doctor, uh, Peter Cushion, Doctor Who and the Daleks to follow. Yes, that's it. So that should be... It's just, uh, it's just too busy a weekend that weekend for us, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Have you finally got tickets for the BFI screenings on, for the Saturday? On the Saturday, yeah. Which is, only, which is only a couple of weeks away now. Yes. Yeah, so yes, we will be going to that uh, to see the case of Androzani. Now, I think the... Actually, the, the um, panel list was announced this week as well. Which yes. I, which I haven't got in front of me, but the names I can remember off the top of my head, it was Graham Harper, yeah. uh, Janet Fielding, and Peter Davison. And Sarah Sutton. And Sarah Sutton. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to hold back Nicola Bryant for the Sixth Doctor. Yeah, I presume so because it's a. Otherwise, that was a very. Um, seeing as that's a very Nicola Bryant 
episode. Mm. There must be a reason why she's not yeah, must on the panel. Well, if and, unless she's, she's just busy that weekend. I well, suppose, the, but. well it's not, I don't think it's that so much. I think because it's it's the fifth Doctor, and he yeah. spent more time with Tegan and, and Nissa. Yeah. Yeah, etc., etc. So that, that it makes, it makes it, sense. It makes sense that she she's also more associated with yeah. the sixth Doctor anyway. So that's it. Look. Oh, Graham Harper, brilliant. Yeah, no, that 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 was actually you sort of could see the other ones, but actually, yeah, that uh, that's actually a good one to go to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm look really looking forward to that. Really looking yeah. forward to it. Now uh, to wrap up the news, a couple of big things this week: the movie posters. For the next three episodes, Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS, The Crimson Horror and Nightmare in Silver were released. Yep. Uh, looking suitably cinematic. The one that everybody was waiting for was the series finale episode. And that was also released this week. And now, I don't know if anyone's avoided this. So if you don't know what the episode's called, put your fingers in your ears. All yeah. right? Okay? Because we're going to be... As we say, look away now. Look away now. Okay? The episode is called The Name of the Doctor. Yeah. Now... It's always been heading towards this, hasn't it? Yeah. Ever, ever since the uh, wedding of Rufus Song, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's been... Yeah, it's been heading towards this. I hope it's another bit of misdirection from Moffat with, with regards to the episode title. Yeah. Although we are now getting Rufus Song back into it, aren't we? Yes, we are. I think, I think it was, yeah, she's sort of confirmed to be arriving in, in this last episode. Well, in the poster thing, it's, it's got her name as one of the stars. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think she's in any. Alex any, any as one of the stars. So. Yeah, but she's not in any other um, episodes leading up to that, I believe. No, it's just the just the finale. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this at the moment. I don't. <sighs> want, I put this way, I don't want to know the name of the Doctor. No. And I hope it is just misdirection. Because if Mate. you if you do that, that's the last bit of mystery stripped away from the show, really. Yeah. Although, is it really gonna? I mean, unless it's gonna gonna be something very obvious to Time Lord folklore, is it gonna make a lot of difference, really? Is it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is is it gonna be just for that, or is it gonna be something that's because it also it's been hidden in plain sight? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, His name is Doctor. It's Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Or as I tweeted during the week, it's Fred. Fred Doctor. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't. I really don't know what to make of it. It's got a few people a little bit, a bit antsy at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, I hope they just resist and don't give away the name of the Doctor. No, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in, in in the fact that it's actually put that in, I'm actually more inclined to think they won't give away the name because they've given it that title than if they've just given it some other title. Well, I think this is going to be one of those episodes. Moffat is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't because if he, if he does yeah. give away the Doctor's name it's going to be well that's it as I just said that's it it's the last bit of mystery shredded away from the character blah 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 and then if he doesn't people go well that's an anti-climax what a rip off I thought yeah. we were going to find the name of the Doctor yeah so I think it's probably sort of an episode he shouldn't have gone down really <laughs> I don't know he's obviously been going that way yeah for a while it could depend on how much how long he likes to Keep it going, really. Well, Doesn't yeah. it? He's probably, he's, if he's got all these ideas of what he wants to do, he's, he may now have an infinite, uh, uh, not an inf- a finite time as to when he wants to leave. And now he's got to try and cram all these ideas in. All in. Yeah, possibly. Well, no, he's still going for Series 8, isn't he? So uh, Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll find out on the 18th of May. That's when the episode airs. 
Yes. Not too long to wait now. No. Okay, then, folks. Um, yes, there's nothing else. I think that, that is it for this week, then. So, for another week, then, that was the news. Right then, everyone. It's time to discuss the latest episode of Doctor Who. And this week, we're talking about Hyde. What's wrong? Did the TARDIS say something to you? Are you being mean? No, it's not that. Have we just watched the entire life cycle of Earth, birth to death? Yes. And you're okay with that? Yes. How can you be? The TARDIS. She's time. We... we believe Vortex. And so on. It's not what I mean. Okay. Some help. Context. Cheat sheet. Something? I mean, one minute, you're in 1974, looking for ghosts. But all you have to do is open your eyes and talk to whoever's standing there. To you, I haven't been born yet. And to you, I've been dead a hundred billion years. Is my body out there somewhere? In the ground? Yes. I suppose it is. But here we are, talking. So I am a ghost. To you, I'm a ghost. We're all ghosts to you. We must be nothing. Right, okay. Um, I went first last week, Paul. Yeah, so me to go first this Your week. Your turn this week. What do you think? I think I enjoyed this even more than last week's. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, mainly because it, um, it just was something different. Yeah. From the start, you thought, oh, is this just going to be a standard sort of ghost story? I think the atmosphere to the house and the beginning before the Doctor arrives was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it develops into what is a very good sci-fi story. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Um, I, I, Taking I, away the supernatural aspect of it, which you're sort of, oh, is it going to go down that way? Well, Doctor never will, will it? No. It, it was always, it well, never, to a certain extent. Yeah, it will never go down that supernatural route. Um, no. But, yeah. Although we've had singing to keep evil spirits away. That's true. Yes. Uh, yes. Of course. Because this was the um, the set. The sec- yes. The second story offered, um, or second story in the in the running order. Yes. From Neil Cross, who was actually the first story first he wrote. One. Yeah. And he was asked to come back and write the Rings of Ackerton. Yes. And you can see why they asked him back after this one, can't you? <laughs> yes. Not after the Rings of Ackerton. No. Yeah. And you can guess that this was the one that probably he took the most time on. Yeah. Definitely. Um, because it actually, I think, it ticks all my boxes as a Doctor Who fan anyway. Ah, oh, good, good. Um, I'm in complete agreement. Oh, that's I'm good. Com- I'm in complete- <laughs> and there we go, that's the end of this podcast. Well, Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I loved it. I loved it. I thought the, the atmosphere was fantastic. It was perfectly creepy. Yeah. You know, um the only thing sort of lacking, really, was the fact it was shown on a, on a spring evening. It should have been shown in the autumn. Yeah. As, as, oh. we, as we were promised by Moffat, he was going to take Doctor Who back to the autumn again. I actually had the benefit of not actually seeing it the first time when it was light. Ah, right, okay. Um, so it was dark by the time I watched it, and I watched it in a dark room with no lights on, just yeah. watching the telly. And, yeah, it actually really did... Um, hit the spot as far as getting the atmosphere right, I thought. It actually, I've, I've then watched it again 
when it was light. Mm-hmm. And you sort of, I don't know whether it's because I'm watching it a second time, obviously never going to get quite get the same, same feeling of what's going on. No, you'll get the same yeah. vibe, are you? As that. But yeah, I, I think it definitely was better if you'd watched it in the dark. I don't know now whether if I watched it again in the dark, I'd get back to that. Yeah. But it didn't, I think it was, this was the one that was crying out to be on a wintry evening. It was, definitely. Absolutely. Now, it's actually interesting. I've just been sort of trying to find a, a, a bit more about it. I was just looking on the uh, Wikipedia entry for um, for the, uh, this episode. Now, obviously... Facts all the way. Facts all the way. Um, now, apparently, the character of uh, Alec Palmer... Yeah. ...played by uh, Doug Ray Scott, apparently Neil Cross originally intended that to be Bernard Quatermass. Right. Because he was inspired by... Uh, the quite mass experiment, and he wanted the doctor to meet Bernard quite mass, but they couldn't get the um, right the rights to it. But it was also inspired by the stone tape. Now, have, have you ever seen that? Um, it's, a, it's another Nigel Neal story from the early seventies. Rings a bell. It had um, Jane Asher in it. It's yeah. like the thing about the, there was like um, echoes of the past trap were recorded within the walls of this stone. this, this yeah. built. Yeah, yeah. Again, really, really creepy. It's fantastic. It's a fan- if you, honestly, if you've never seen the Stone Tape, I really recommend you go out now and get it on DVD, or if it's on Netflix or whatever, seriously watch it. Um, yeah. Some of the acting's a little bit, a bit stagey. Don't forget, it's a very early seventies BBC production, but the atmosphere, it's it's chilling. It's fantastic. It really is. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah. Getting back to um, back to this episode. Um, which actually, part of me thought this was something was going to be. It was going to be talking about seeing projections from the past and whatever. Yeah, that's what I when it started. Yeah, and you thought, is this what, how they're going to explain it scientifically, rather than it being a ghost, a pure ghost story? Yeah, but I actually, quite like the answer they came up and the, and the way he finds out the solution. Mm, that's I thought right. was good. The going back, actually using the TARDIS as a time machine for starters. Yeah, not going anywhere. One place we can go back through history and take various slices of time, pictures yeah. from that that slice of time. Actually, yes, this is exactly what you should be using the TARDIS for. It is, yeah. <laughs> now, as you speak of the TARDIS, um, again, it sort of played up the relationship between the uh, the TARDIS and Clara. Yeah. Again, and you, maybe the sort of I think at this episode, Clara and the TARDIS sort of reach some sort of understanding now. I'm, I'm starting to wonder, and this is here we go into the wild, well, the wild, wild speculation, speculation uh, okay. theories. Yeah, um, as we've got, seem to have several versions of Clara. Do we think at some point the TARDIS there's an accident involving the TARDIS and Clara, and she splintered through time? Yes, like, and the TARDIS knows this is happening and he's trying to avoid it by trying to stop her from getting into the TARDIS. I oh. That's a that's a as theories go, Paul. That that's a that's gold, mate. That's probably the most plausible one so far. Um, as you say, this is just obviously the ramblings. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I've, this is the most plausible one I've heard so far because I've heard like, oh, no, she is the Tardis. No, she's actually Jenny. Uh, no, she's actually the Doctor. I've, I've heard all sorts of yeah weird and wonderful explanations, but that's probably the most sensible one I've heard so far. And it would be the TARDIS trying to uh, trying in its own way to avoid what it knows is going to happen. Yeah, that I think that's great. That's that's a very very good theory, mate. Very good theory, like that. Yeah, it, it, it'd be proved completely wrong in 
less than a month, probably. Probably, but it, it, it makes more sense. It does make more yeah. sense. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, dear. It'd also be the... It's also going to be something to do... You also thought, is it going to be something to do with the Doctor not taking the TARDIS into battle? And they've had this sort of sense of not the tar- trying to leave the TARDIS behind. Yeah. All the way through so far, this episode. Doesn't want to take the TARDIS. We had it in the first one. He didn't want to take the TARDIS into the uh, the other dimension today, in this this episode's one. Yeah. And is this so? Is the is he going to then take? Is there going to be a point where the TARDIS is taken into battle, so to speak, and this happens? I think you could be right. I say, I say, it sounds the most plausible theory I've heard so far. It really does. Very plausible. Um, now, actually, going back to the TARDIS, the, the, this was my one and only thing. I thought, hang on, how how can this still be happening? When Clara did take the TARDIS into the pocket universe, yeah. Um, how was um, Emma Grayling still channeling her powers through that contraption that the Doctor built? Because that was connected to the TARDIS. TARDIS. <laughs> yes, you're right. I hadn't actually known. I mean, my, my problem with this is just the fact that having did the big speech of why you couldn't, you couldn't you know, use the TARDIS, which I thought was fine. Yeah. You then had him. You, they, they, he, she then, the TARDIS then goes in to rescue him, and then he takes the TARDIS in. Or uses the TARDIS to take the creature out as well. Yeah. And you just thought, well, you might as well just use the TARDIS in the first place if you're just going to use it now all the well, time. Well, no, I, I couldn't see why then, especially when he went when he went back at the end. Yeah. Because obviously the first time it happened, they had no it idea. It was in a real emergency and yeah, so, this, this had to happen. Yeah, so nobody knew that Clara was trying to get the TARDIS to go there because yeah. Emma Graham was still trying to keep the portal open. Yeah. Um. But when you went back the second time, there was no need for you either do the TARDIS or the portal. Yeah. You didn't need them both to do their thing. Well, I suppose unless you couldn't... I mean, my, my influence on that was that actually... It was just like a, a beacon of light to show the way home more than anything else, wasn't it? Yeah. But, and, and, and it wasn't just that the TARDIS couldn't land, because you had on both occasions him jumping and hanging on. Yeah. There was and, that... Well, he it, jumps it, and hangs on there, and then when it comes back the second time to pick up him and the... Uh, creature, it's it tells it to jump, so it's yeah. obviously going to be on the outside. And he says, "Here she comes," as if the actual mate is already in the TARDIS. In the TARDIS, yeah. So my thoughts on that was um, that, that actually they wasn't going to go be going back to the house with the creature. They was going to be ta- it was going to be taking it to some other planet where it could be safe. Yeah. There's only thing I didn't, I didn't sort of really explain is how what they call it the crooked man, how yeah. how he became trapped in that pocket universe. Yeah, you just don't you don't know whether there's you just don't know do you, where he came yeah. from. But I mean, I don't mind a mystery that. Could, like that. That, that, could was, have, that could have been some other ex- experiment by somebody else. Yeah, it could have been. I, I thought that was an interesting creature design as well. Yeah, um, we haven't seen anything like that before. Yeah, and part of me when I was watching it was thinking when it got to that bit, he's thinking, oh, did it really need? I just did it really need to end with this? Wasn't it just better just to have had a creature that just lurks in the the shadows sort of thing? Yeah. Rather than this big story of the fact that, oh no, it's not really there to harm, it just wants to find a way out to find its mate. Yeah. And then afterwards, actually, I thought to myself, no, you're just being, you're being <laughs> miserable. An old, miserable curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. And actually, this is quite nice. And it's, it's actually quite nice in this story that there isn't actually anything nasty in no, it. No, no, you're right. You're right. You've got all this tension, all this. 
atmosphere and everything. And actually, in the end, it's, it tells you that perhaps there aren't monsters that lie, lurk in the dark. It is just literally things trying to find their way home. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought that. It was, it was nice. It was just a, a different, a completely different thing to do. It really was. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, normally we say about, oh, yeah, here we go. Everyone's safe. Everyone lives sort of ending. Yeah. But it didn't actually necessarily feel like that with this one. No, it, w- it was peculiar, actually. It wasn't... Um, you didn't actually get to see any happy ending. You just had the doctor saying, okay, here she comes. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, which you've got no problem with. Yeah. No, well, yeah, no you know, I think that, that was the time. So once you decided you was going to reunite them, that was the time to end it. Yeah. Now, obviously, all this, this whole thing about getting to the, um, as you just touched upon, getting to this uh, pocket universe. Yeah. Um, we had the return of the blue crystal from Metabelis 3. Yes. Or Metabelis, as he pronounced it. Yeah, he did the second time. Did he? Pronounce, I thought I thought he pronounced it differently the first time, and then it was only the second time that he said it. Oh, I can't remember. No, Metabelis. Thank you very much. Yes. Now I thought he he gave it to kill off the, uh, the 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 Queen Spider in Planet of the Spiders, but yeah. Unless you nip- oh, is this this is obviously there's been stuff, hasn't there, about a mispronunciation? Yeah. In this episode, so that's obviously what it. Well, I've just suddenly actually remembered that now. You talking about yeah. that? There was something said so, about so, before, before it was shown, wasn't there? Yeah. That people um, are going to go on about the. Yeah, the. Uh... <laughs> and, <laughs> and, we have. and there we go. Yeah, we have, <laughs> haven't we? There we go. Um, you also get um, mention of the Eye of Harmony as well. Yeah. Um, which I think people just assume that's just a mistake made in the uh, the TV movie, the Paul McGann TV movie, because yeah. um, go, going back. Uh, folks through Doctor Who lore the Eye of Harmony was basically on um, Gallifrey um, but then the TV movie established that the Eye of Harmony was actually in the Doctor's TARDIS and I think after that you were supposed to assume there was an Eye of Harmony in each TARDIS yeah not just the Doctor's one so um, so a nice little mention of that um, and also a mention of Entropy as well which we haven't heard since the days of Christopher H. Bidmead no so it's just when the, the TARDIS was um, that projection of uh, Clara Talk about the reasons why it couldn't go to the pocket universe. Yeah. And I heard the word entropy mentioned, so I thought, bloody hell. They really are sort of ticking some fan boxes this week, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. But doing it, I mean, you just, I mean, you could say that they've done that in the last two episodes. It's probably why we like them. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, not not so in a way that it's in your face or that you had to know your history to to follow it. Yeah, that's it. But actually, there was I mean, some other good little um, sort of moving on to the dialogue and stuff. I did like the um, when he showed his psychic paper at the beginning, and uh, Alec Palmer goes, "Doctor what?" And he goes, yeah. oh, "If you like." <laughs> I just thought if he'd have said who, then yeah, I'd, I'd think I'd be reviewing this episode on my own. <laughs> yes, you'll be. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll... turned off at that point. I'm not having this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fed up with this. Yeah. I'll... <laughs> I would have blown a gasket at that point, I think, actually. <laughs> oh. And you wonder, actually, whether the other... That, 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 that was obviously done as a... Because they've been, they know they've been using the Doctor Who bit... Yeah. ...quite often so far through this series. So it was obviously... That was the, the point there. The knock at the door. Obviously, are we going to get the Doctor joke? Yeah. And they just cut it half. Half, off. And so we've got another Ghostbusters... Reference. reference, yeah. Well, that, um, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Actually, there was something funny about the way she read that line. It's almost like, like she's like, I don't want to say this line. Yeah, it was very, very. Um, 
I can say not half-hearted. It just sort of lacked a bit of conviction. Yeah. She wasn't sort of at all excited. Just said, "Where Ghostbusters?" It was, yeah. it was, yeah, very, very sort of played it down quite a bit. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you was in the situation where you could actually use that line, you'd probably have milked it a bit. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I just found the reading that line a little bit strange, but yeah. But I thought, um, generally, Louise Carl, the, yeah. Sorry, I, I was going to say, I thought generally, Louise Carl was very, very good this week. Yeah. Um, well, she's anyway, but that that conversation she has with the doctor about um, when he he takes a photograph of the, of the end of the earth, yeah, and that how sort of like the doctor doesn't really he he, he can accept it. Every, everything ends, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, now there's some actually goes on to what you were saying about her um, and the, and the TARDIS um, earlier on. I just remember because I made some notes about it. She said that she her presence to him is like it's like a ghost. Everyone must be a ghost of the Doctor. Yeah, because uh, from, from, from his point of view, everybody's is long dead. Yeah, he, yeah, he's been to a time when they're all dead. Yeah, everyone he meets. Um, yeah, which is actually an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, and he says that they. they she said, "How can they, they mean anything to him?" He just says, "Oh, they're the only mystery worth solving." Well, he said she's the only mystery worth solving. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought he said they, like, I thought I, I, as about like the human race as a. All right, I thought she said. I thought we said you when she said. So I thought she says to him, "What do I mean to you?" Oh right, I thought it was they. But oh well, oh, perhaps, oh, well. perhaps I'm, I've, I've read too much into that. <laughs> Possibly. Well, if if you if you heard it right and I didn't, well, it still makes sense anyway, doesn't it? Because yeah. he, he does want to solve the mystery of Clara that, that, Oswald, doesn't he? And actually, that's quite interesting as to why do you then get that as to why he then has dropped in on this thing? Yeah, because um, he seems to know. It's, it, this is a bit not wanting to say this is a bit like a, but you almost have the the vibe of why he was there was like uh, being at the the uh, what is it the almost people but the whatever the first part of that two part was. Uh, I can't remember now. Yeah, Rebel Flesh. Rebel Flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's actually gone somewhere because he wants to find out about Amy. Yeah, I must admit I was a little bit. Um... So you've obviously got that's why he's here. He's obviously researched. He's been looking for somebody to tell him what or who Clara is, and has come across her name as a. Uh, yeah, because at the beginning of the episode, I thought, well, "What? Why are they there?" Yeah, I couldn't sort of. And it's not to right at the end. You you find out why. You know, he wasn't there to solve the mystery that they solved. He was there because he wanted her to meet. Yeah, to meet Clara. Clara. Yeah. 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 And had obviously done all his research into the two of them while he was looking for somebody suitable to do that. I thought that was quite a nice little sort of twist at the end, really. Yeah. Because up to that point, it didn't make a hell of a lot of sense why the Doctor was there. No. To be honest, but... And knowing... and I mean, they obviously knew what they'd arrived for as well. It wasn't just this was a lucky coincidence that they arrived, because you've obviously got the Ghostbusters bit at the start. Yeah. And he knows all, it's not then that he's turned up and then he sees them and says, oh, you know, I can remember this person and I'm giving you this information. It's literally they have, he has gone looking for them. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was a nice little idea. I did like that. Really and the fact like that they then didn't actually overplay it at the end. It literally was just the three or four line conversation. Well, actually what was, because she just said she's just a, a, a very scared girl. Yeah. Underneath it all really. Um, but and you do sort of get that with with Clara. She's she's not wanting to go running off on her own without the Doctor all the time, is she? She's quite happy yeah. to stay, but as she did last week. Yeah, and as she was going to do this week until he actually 
said to her, look, come on, look, I'm doing the face, come on. Yeah. Because she just didn't want to go, did she? No, she didn't. So, because I I must admit, I thought this character was going to be another one of those fast-talking, wise-cracking characters, you know, sassy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. She is, but... There is, it's, it's, there's like the, the character Emma Grayling said she's a, a scared girl. Yeah, yeah. If this had been Rose or Amy as the companion, they'd have been leading the way. Yeah, with the Doctor trailing behind, saying, "Oh, I don't think we should be doing this." Yes, right. They jump, Whereas, she, yeah, she's a little bit more reluctant. Yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah, but, but what was more telling was the conversation between um, Emma and Clara when she said about the Doctor, "Don't trust him." There's a sliver of ice in his heart. Yeah. So I wonder what's wonder what's um she sort of figures out what what why the doctor is really travelling with her. Yeah. Because it's just a mystery for him to solve, really, isn't it? I don't yeah. know if there is something else there, but um yeah, yeah there is an ulterior motive, isn't there? Which, which yeah. she doesn't realise at the moment. Yeah. Well, this is the first companion that he's actually gone looking for, isn't it? Yeah. To travel with. Yeah, exactly. Rather than sort of some sort of happy accident or something like yeah. that. So, and also tends to suggest from this episode that whatever it is hasn't happened yet, or at least as far as as far as they know. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, do you know? I, I can't really sort of think of anything else to say about this because I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, the performance is good. The, the other good, the other like conversation I quite liked was when the Doctor uh, was they was they were developing the photos, and he's sort of saying about oh, about being in the war and why yeah. he's now looking for the spirit world. It's almost as if he's looking for forgiveness and whatever for what he's done. Yeah, from that, to know yeah. that these people are happy and whatever. Yeah, because he sort of sent people to their deaths, didn't they? And yeah. Responsible for yeah. the death of people full stop. So that, that was actually one thing I was trying to figure out because it was set in 1974 and his character, um, Alec Palms, he was supposed to have been obviously some sort of quite big during the Second World War. And I thought, well, that would have put him in his early 50s. Yeah. At that point. Um, I thought maybe he's a little bit too young. Maybe, yeah. For the part. Um, but I looked up um, how old uh, Doug Ray Scott is. He's 47. Right. So he's not too far off. No. Not too far off from that, um, for being the right age for the uh, for the character. But, yeah, he would have been a, 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 a couple more... Well, probably about like, you know another seven or eight years older than he, than he is now. Yeah. Although I suppose if he was in that sort of I don't know, unless he was some sort of child genius. <laughs> yes. Well, I suppose you're taking it that he is that sort of person. So it wasn't just somebody who'd risen through the ranks. It would have been someone that would have been recruited purely because of as an ideas thing that you could yeah. have had somebody that was quite young. I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I take it that you put. Yeah, you should have been. Um, slightly older, but then I suppose then it would have been a bit difficult making the love story well, work yeah, that yeah. was developing. As in, is this man having a midlife crisis with his young assistant? Yeah, it would have been a bit creepy, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, and the fact they're supposed to then go on and have children and whatever. Well, I actually thought their relationship worked quite well. In which case, well. actually, the, the easier way to have done it would have been to set it in 1964, I suppose, or 54. Yeah, that would have. Uh, they wasn't. They wasn't tied to to seventy four by anything other than perhaps the technology he was using to find ghosts. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that was the only thing that would have set them late. Needed to be set later. So perhaps actually, if they'd have said sixty four, they could have covered it a lot easier. 
And plus, in fact, I think in sort of it was like '64. I think the uh, the older man and the younger woman was a, was a lot more accepted then for some reason. I don't know oh, why. I don't know. I don't know why. It was. It was always that sort of because um, because they, they could. Um, it was the old thing because they could provide for the woman, couldn't they? Yes. You know, a man of means, you know, experience and all that. They could provide. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> I need to go back to the 60s, I think. Hello. <laughs> Let me provide for you. No. Exactly. Um, <laughs> talking of creepy. Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's stop right now, please. Oh, yes. We've actually time-travelled during the course of this podcast. We've gone back to 1964. I'm actually wearing a tweed jacket and flannels. <laughs> Oh, that's good. You'll fit in now. Hey! <laughs> I do own a tweed jacket. I just don't wear it in public that often. For, 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 Only in the 60s. Only the, for fear of being ridiculed. But <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. There we go. There we go. Right, well, yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say about this. I, I just loved it, really. Yeah. Um, all it leads, leads, needs us to do, leads us to do, needs us to do now, is just rate it. Yes. I think it's going to be obvious, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Go on, Paul. Let's go for the motions. Um, yeah, mine's just got to be a cyber leader. Excellent. And mine is going to be a cyber leader also. Excellent. Wow, two weeks on the bounce. What's going on? Crikey. Are we heading for a fall, or is this just... Are we going to be happy till the end? Happy to... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Tune I, in next week. Well, indeed. <laughs> yeah, because next week is a Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS. Which is the one... Sort of most people have been looking forward to, isn't it? Just yeah. from the title of the... Just to see more yeah. of the TARDIS. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be, uh, yes, hopefully a very, very interesting episode. Though, I, though I've got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be another episode to divide people. Yeah. Don't know why, I've just got a bit of a... It's either going to be a bit of an anti-climax, I've got a feeling. Yeah. Where you're not going to see a lot of the TARDIS, or um, it's going to give too much away or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we've only got seven days to wait. Yes. Indeed. Okay, then, folks. So until next week, then, it is goodbye. Oh, actually, before um, before we go any further, I have had one question from um, from someone. Are we going to continue with our reviews of the Destiny of the Doctor audio stories? Uh, yes, yes, we are. We are. Yes. We are. Um, but not until after this series of Doctor Who is finished. Yeah. Um, on the basis that, obviously, we're reviewing each episode of this we don't really want to be doing trying to do two reviews of things in one week so and we'll be struggling to find stuff to do once this episode is finished <laughs> so we're saving them for then we, yes, are, we, so, have, we yeah. are still listening to them at the moment and we are yep. going to do it yep so we will be doing um the babble sphere as soon as this well, I don't know if it, as soon as this um series is finished but uh It'll, it'll be coming soon after, put it that way. C- certainly, certainly, you may end up with uh, April and May's one coming up in May. Yeah, that's it. Um, and also the audio commentary situation, because um, the last one we did was back in January. Yeah. Um, we do intend to... Dust Tony off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dust him off. Yeah, we do intend to do some more of them in the near future. Yeah. And I, I don't know if people, um, judging by some of the comments we, we get, but they don't tend, people don't tend to listen to the commentary uh, ones too often because that no. means sitting down watching the episode with it. However, we just enjoy doing them. Yeah. It's probably more for our benefit than, your, yes. than any listeners, yes. to be honest. <laughs> so we do apologise, but we just have a good laugh doing it. And, um, yeah. and just to sit in the same room as Tony, 
yes. trying to get him to talk about Doctor Who is worth the admission price. Yeah. To, to be perfectly fair. So, all right then, folks. So uh, until next week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listening to the Who's He podcast, please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk and please also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.